0: Hi guys and welcome back to Motor Up Sports. I'm your host Kenny Eaton and today we got Carl Collins. If you are on Pistons Twitter, I think you should know who Carl Carl, sorry, Carl Collins is. What's up Carl?
1: What's going on man? Uh, thanks for having me on. It's
0: yeah, good to be man. here. Yeah, tell everybody about some of your productions because I know a lot of people probably don't know about your Twitter page that don't follow Pistons Twitter.
1: So uh, all social media platforms I'm on uh, at Carl Collins Prod. Um, Detroit sports video editor, um, mostly Pistons stuff, but I've done some Lions, uh, some highlight highlights mixtapes, mix as well as uh, uh, Red Wings. I haven't done any Tigers yet. We haven't been uh, real, real great this summer. So once we, uh, once we get a little, once things get more, more exciting about the Tigers, I'll, I'll tr- start doing more videos related to them. But for now, it's mostly Pistons stuff. So.
0: Awesome. Everybody click the follow button. You heard it first. Carl Collins, pop prodder.
1: Carl Collins productions, but P R O D for short.
0: Perfect. Everybody go hit up the follow button and we're just going to lead off with Pistons today. And we're pretty much going to stay Pistons all the way through. So first question for you today, how is the team playing right now compared to what you predicted preseason? I'll let you go first.
1: Sure. So uh, definitely not playing as well as I, or I'm sure you or anyone else, um has has anticipated. and it's not really the amount of losses that they've they've racked up. It's the way that they have racked up those losses. They just haven't been playing um, competitive, mostly competitive games. Um, there's been a lot of blowouts so far. they have good they have we have played some some pretty good teams, but um, but still, there's some concerning things which I'm sure we' will we'll talk we'll get into in a second. Um, but overall, yeah, um, not playing as well as I am. Anticipated.
0: So this is where I'm at. Those first couple games, it was like let's feel it out, see where this team's at, and I was like they're pretty much playing the way I expected. But I've been saying all year I want to see steady improvements all year, and it seemed like they were about to make a jump after those Warriors and Bucks game, and then they just follow it with those last two games where it was like what the hell is going on? Like, right? I don't think you you can disagree with that. It, it's been such a year where it's like we'll address it later. This team is completely dysfunctional when Kate's off the floor. And yep. that's what's concerning me. And it's the lack of improvement I've seen from game one, the game 10 of Ivy so far. I don't think there's been a whole lot of just improvement with him. I think a lot of guys have taken a step back, which is really concerning too. I know for, I think anybody can agree, Livers and Hami have taken steps back. I think that a lot of the, I think Corey is still, if anything, Corey's worse than last year and Killian is worse than he was his rookie season. So it's a little concerning to me right now to see us going on the trajectory of straight down. I mean, you and I both know Bagley and Burks are probably back this week. Darren's coming back tonight. But compared to preseason, it's not about, like you said, the losses. It's about how they're losing. Because I think you and I would agree this season would be a success if they were winning games Sorry, if they were losing games in close fashion, right? They're getting blown yep. out, right? So yep. that that's where I'm kind of at, and, and this is where I want to follow it into because we're talking about guys who have gone downhill this year. What do you want? Because Killian Hayes has been the most, has been the prime example of guys who have sucked the most this year on this team, and there's been a few. What do you want to do with Killian Hayes? Because I'm at the point where it's like you gotta G League him, but. I've read some, you know, I've read what some people have been saying, and it's like they've put him in a new role every single season, every other week. That you can't get him used to one role. I'd like to see the G League. What do you want to see from out of uh What what do you want to see them do with Killian? The rest. So of here's some-
1: the pro- here's here's the issue is with Killian. It's it's not his lack of physical ability. It's his it's all in his head. Um, and the question will be, sending him to the G League, will that help his confidence or will it hurt it? And so. That's kind of where I'm at. I don't, I don't know um, what the best option is to do with him. I mean, we can send him to the G League. He's, is, is that going to hurt his confidence when he comes back from the G League? Or is it going to help? Um, I don't know. But um, he has no trade value as of right now. So we can't really trade him. Um, he's I, What I'm guessing is we'll probably just give him to the end of the season um, and see. give him a full season um under his belt to see if he can muster up any any sort of improvement but as of right now you're right he's he's looked worse than than he has um than his, you know compared to his first two years so um yeah what, what do you think i don't know
0: so the g league would be a, an option for me i think that you have to somewhat start to think about you know throwing him into the rotation every single night and seeing the same results is driving me insane It's basically like to the point where I'd just rather see Corey at this point. And I hate Corey. (laughs) and I think most of this fan base doesn't like Corey either. So, I mean, I'm at the point where it's like, at least Corey, you're not playing four on five. At least he's willing to take the shot. At least he's making the, is he making the right decision? Some, most of the time he he's not as stupid with the ball either, because yeah, killing Hayes has some nice flashy passes that we've seen this year that he's made, yep. but we don't even talk about how many times he's been throwing those stupid turnovers. Exactly. Throwing in year three, his defense is right there. Like I think his defense, he's an NBA defender, but that offense is not even close to where it should be at this point of his career. So What I want to see at this point is G League him, see where we're at. Obviously, like you said, he comes back up, where's the confidence at? I'm not – I'm completely off the train with him. I've been off the train since halfway last year, and I don't think he'll ever be an NBA player, unfortunately. And I think we have to blame some of that on Casey because Casey has not developed him in three years. And honestly speaking – Outside Cade, who basically we knew was gonna be like this, who has Casey truly developed really well right now? And it's year three now of this rebuild. Sadiq's not as good as he was. I mean, like, think about last year going into this year. What were your expectations for Sadiq? I'm just curious. Because I mine was much higher than this. it was
1: it was consistency. And there's been nights where he hasn't been as aggressive um or as efficient than what I expected. And it's it's still early. It takes it seems like this team, for some reason, just takes half the season to get it together. So I'll wait to fully give my um, my thoughts on on that. Maybe until around All Star break. But like as of right now, yeah, it doesn't seem like he's made the improvement in the consistency that I was hoping for. So
0: when it comes to my, city, yeah, that's my problem. It's like, and it's only ten games, like you said which yeah. you can't make a decision on, on a team year three and a rebuild in 10 games. I think it's ridiculous for anybody to come to conclusions right now, but what from I'm seeing with my eyes, is just not what I expected to see with my eyes. And I think most Pistons fans would be saying this are probably saying the same thing as me right now. You know, hate has taken since those first couple of games, a massive step forward and, mm-hmm. and he's going to be a superstar. No doubt about it. But That's the true. rest of the roster, I, have been a little bit disappointed with the bench coming in and doing what they do when Kate's off the floor. And you know what? I think this is another thing we should address. It's just how dysfunctional they are without Cade. They, they, they need to make a lot of moves soft season because Killian and Corey will not be your backup point guards when you're winning. Right. What you, what do you want to see them do with the point guard position? At least for the rest of the year, do you want to see them at least make a trade to get something there? I know Burks is coming back. That should help, but they need more. They need scoring off the bench. So do you wait until the off season to go out and spend money on a bench? Or do you try to start because, you know, they just got boy back for a couple of years. So they're showing they want to win. Right. Are you willing to make some moves at deadline on guys on expiring contracts just to touch, trial run them. See if you want to resign them next year. I'm curious, what do you want to do there? Because the bench is just dysfunctional.
1: Yeah. I think I do think things will be different once uh, Burks and Bagley and um, and Dern come back. Um, especially Burks. I think he has he's it's kind of underrated in terms of um, how much he'll add to the bench scoring wise. Right. So for now, I think we should just wait until he comes back because I mean, I'm not saying one player will change the whole dynamic of an offense or defense, but um, it, it might. Who knows? And as the yeah. team keeps playing games and and they they play to, play together more, who knows what can happen? But um, as far as long terms, yeah, again, I think it just depends on what happens when Burks comes back. So, but yeah, I mean they they could go out and get some sure they have plenty of money to spend they could go out and get someone um depending on what draft position we get we could uh wait till i see what wait wait and see what draft position we get um if we get top two which i know this is something else that we're uh might might be talking about but like if we get another guard like scoot henderson or you know there's so many there's there's so many things um to consider but for now like i said wait till Burks gets back because we could be talking about how great of a bench we have um in a few months so
0: and and i think you're right Burks will probably be 12 ish points per game off the bench realistically speaking off 35 37 clip from three i don't think that's really unrealistic to ask for from him i'm just concerned at the fact that it's just does Bagley and birch really have that much of an impact is my million dollar question because there's no reason it should be this bad off the bench and like you're not playing guys who are like not nba players it's concerning to me when Cade is off the floor if you look at the plus minus every single game and I like to look at it, bless you. I like to look at it every single game after the Cade plus minus is always within six plus or six minus, but you look at Killing Hayes, Corey, Joseph, Hami, Livers, Noel, even, even at times during, I mean, they had plus minus as well under 15 and they're barely playing. So that's where I'm like, is, are they that big of an impact players? that we're missing. I mean, you might be missing 25 points per game from your bench right now between exactly.
1: And that's definitely Bagley. I mean, we saw what Bagley was able to do last season and it's clear that we're like sorely missing, (laughs) missing right now. Just, just, you know, even with just the size fact, like you, you see all with the bucks, with a lot of other teams, like we, we just don't size up uh, to other teams. Like we're way, And that's something that, Choice and going to have to address too is like we just we lack a ton of size you know so Bagley Bagley will help with that I think um how much I don't know but um I think on both sides of the ball um and that's why I think before we make any further you know conclusions let's let's see what what you know what our team looks like with Bagley and Burke's back
0: agreed um, no, I, yeah. I, I I agree with that. Um, Bagley, I feel like could start right out of this, too. Because, I mean, let's be okay. real here. Could you realistically put, and I've mentioned this before, Bagley and Dern on the floor together? Two guys who can't shoot the ball. Two guys who aren't, like, crazy, crazy athletes. Dern's a crazy athlete. But, like, Bagley, can he really size up against a fast four? Like, will he be able to guard, let's say... Who like, who who's a guy who's a really small four? Wiggins. He's not going to be able to keep up sure. with Wiggins. Like he's right. not going to be able to do it. So sure. realistically speaking, would you be able to make a lineup of Bagley and Durant and make it effective or do you have to move one or the other to the starting lineup and move Stu to the bench?
1: You know that that's 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 a good question especially considering I mean, where is Bolyon and all this right. like cuz like defensively um that's going to play it into it too but like i guess in terms of just for just strictly talking duran and bagley that's not great offensively unless you have one two and three that are going to be doing your scoring pretty reliably um so probably not i'd probably put you know what would be interesting is is stew and bagley um mm-hmm. with Stu and, and Stu's not even performing like he's not even doing that great from 3 he's i think he's like 26% or something but like um i guess theoretically if if you have him as your stretch four as someone who can who is a threat from from long range um offensively that might be an option but that's kind of where we're screwed <laughs> right we need we need we need we need height we need we need stretch bigs uh that's kind of Where we're at,
0: that and that's where I'm a little concerned about what's the direction now. In terms of we we've seen the guys that are probably going to be here in four years and the guys who aren't. Let's be real here: Mm -hmm. who's going to be here in four years, guaranteed? Cade, Ivy, Duran. I mean, that's it. You can name Bagley too. Could be here for maybe,
1: maybe he's on a three-year
0: deal, so he might be able to. He might be here in four years. The rest of this team. I guarantee most of these guys will not be here maybe next year because yep. you and I both know Weaver is probably the most aggressive GM in the league or one of them.
1: One of the most. Yep.
0: So this off season, I bet he tears down this entire bench. I bet he tears down. I bet Sadiq's gone.
1: Sadiq that is the player go. that would be gone. I think through trade, he's probably the most attractive player that Weaver would be willing to part ways with, I think as of right now, I think um, I agree.
0: I, so Stu is another one because I think Stu, uh, and Sue. yeah. But yeah. is, is he a free agent on a player option on a team option? Um, I want to say he's up because of his rookie deal.
1: Yeah. I
0: mean, yeah. but they're do, he's mean, doing everything he can to stay with the roster. So I bet they give him a year or two just to see if he can fit.
1: I love him off the bench. To yeah, be, I love him off the bench. Mm-hmm. But Sadiq, especially if he's not showing the the consistency that we need him to be showing, we um, might have to consider. Uh, and some some people won't like me saying that, but um, he's the guy. If there's any guy on this roster right now that tr- that Troy would be trading, um, especially for a <laughs> star player or another star player, it would be Sadiq
0: so here's the question for you draft night this year let's say they're drafting at five which Mm -hmm. you know the pistons locked they'll probably drafts outside kate i mean they've been in the lottery forever right so yeah let's say they get screwed worst case scenario they're at five and this is a pretty good draft i mean we're not even talking about the college players that are coming out i like Derek whitehead i don't know if you follow College basketball. North I haven't
1: followed and... too much in terms of the top prospects. Uh, the, the, the only three that I really know well are Scoop, uh, obviously Victor Wimbanyama and Eamon Thompson. Um, I think those are my top three when it comes to the Pistons. Um so Eamon Thompson outside of the top two would be my guy um for the Pistons. It's really intriguing.
0: My guys, there's there's so many guys in this draft. Like this one will go down as one of the best drafts ever
1: yeah i think they're
0: already saying that i mean i've watched film on a lot of these guys i mean this is just raw high school tapes doesn't mean anything but from what i've seen from what i've heard this could be one of the best ever so if you're drafting in the top five you're probably getting a superstar out of it or should be so my question for you is Mm -hmm. do you even draft if you're not getting victor or scoot or and you try to trade that pick for a superstar or do you just take the pick and try to move sadiq on draft night for another pick
1: I think it depends on how quickly Troy wants to accelerate the process and how how if he feels any sort of fire that's kind of lit underneath him uh, because at some point you have to start winning games and you have to start looking like you're you're going to win be winning games um and so that's why you know I I, I could see him doing either to be honest um it depends on how much he likes a certain guy in the draft too. um. But I know that no matter what he wants, he, he'll he get it. He'll get it one way or another. Oh yeah. You uh, can say that much. Um, what do you think?
0: So I think if you're out of the top two, you got to start exploring options. Like you said to make a trade. Cause I think from day one, I've kind of seen it. It's been a three-year plan. And I think they've gotten their point. They've got their back core all figured out. Dern, we see it. He's going to be great, but he's going to take two or three years to become great. He's not yeah. going to be like Ivy, who next year I expect the guy to be really damn good.
1: Like, mm-hmm. I expect
0: next year I'll Ivy that John Morant, like, year two leap. That I, mean, I don't think that's unrealistic either because you see it. I mean, you and I both I – mean, anybody who's watched Pistons game this year, he's so confident with he's it. He's been
1: impressive. He's been he, more impressive than I think any of us expected
0: Right, but what's concerning me is just hasn't gotten any better from the first
1: game. Yeah, I mean, and I, I hate to use the rookie excuse for everything, but he's he's no, still he's still figuring everything right. out as, yeah. as of right now. We're 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 so early. I mean, there's there's it's hard to say. It's hard for me to be concerned about his not improving because he's he's got to get used to the schedule. He's got to get used to keeping his body right throughout the season, and he's got so much more to go in the season to to learn all that, but um as when it comes to it, looking like he fits in the nba um comfortably i would say i'm i'm pretty impressed with, with ivy and i'm not really concerned with with him as of right now but yeah i mean yeah he, he hasn't there's the past few games he hasn't played as well as the first few so i do get that but
0: this is what i'll say about ivy and i'll just move into the point i was going to make I think ivy- He'll be great. I mean, you see it—the speed, phenomenal. The athleticism through the roof. You know the and like I've said in previous episodes, the decision making. I'd rather have him take those shots than not want to do anything with the ball Achilles, killing, especially mm-hmm. in his rookie season. At least he's showing us the confidence to take those shots, which they're going to start falling at some point in his career, over on a Definitely. consistent basis. But what what what's driving me crazy is the coachable. It's how I'm not coachable. It's the way they're coaching it, and I don't think I think it's like him pulling up from three when he has a wide open lane to, to the hole. I don't know if you saw that the other night that I'm sitting there I'm like, two, just take the two like you know take the dunk that's your that's your strength. I think the coaching staff's not coaching him to his strengths either. I think they're trying to make him do too much with the ball. I think they want him to shoot more threes. I think that's becoming more apparent the last couple of games. Where, where, you know, game one, he took, what, two or three threes, second yeah. game or something. And I'm yeah. taking five or six a game. And now I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is either coaching, and this is and this is coaching. This is why it's not getting be any better. And yeah. Back to, back to where it's like, Durham, you have your core figured out. You've got to pull in a real three and D player. Whether that's a prospect, whether that's Cam Johnson and free agency, whether that's another – well, there's making a trade with Sadiq Bay in it. You have to get a three and D start on draft night. And there's nothing on the board for you to take three and D wise trade down. Sure. And yep. that's where I'm at. I think Ivy, we see the potential. Kate's going to be a MVP caliber player in a couple of years. Duren, I think his ceiling could be Dwight Howard, you know, my Orlando good. I don't think that's unrealistic either from what we, the small sample size we've seen and the age, he could be really damn good too so that I mean that's where I'm at I, I think if you are outside the top two you gotta ex- at least explore your options if you want to accelerate the rebuild or if you want to stay the course next year you're just playing for a plan and I'm perfectly fine with that too I'm at I, I you know what I'd rather be this bad this year with with you know the prize being this high with Wemby and Scoot than be this bad in a year like last year where your number one pick is Jabari right or this is this
1: is the year this is the year to tank i'll I'll say that much if you're you're gonna tank this is the year to do it
0: oh 100 Um,
1: but yeah i I mean i want to see us build a winning culture like you said i wouldn't be mad at getting victors or even scoots so i just want to see them at least play better basketball i don't care about losses again this is I don't think any of us expected to come into this year to win more than thirty games, some of us twenty five games I don't think either of those are unreasonable. I was hoping it would be thirty games, but I want to see us play better, so at the end of the day you know if 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 this is like the the first year of our our rebuild where we showed that we could you know make improvements and and play um better basketball and still get a top pick, then that's I'm all for it so
0: So here's the question that I've always been on the train of if you have a better option for Casey, you go out and you you make a move at it. But there's nothing else there. You stay the course until the right candidate comes along. Are you on or off the Casey train right now? Or are you still just like me saying, let's wait and see what happens this offseason?
1: So I guess short answer is let's just wait until the season ends early on we've we've kind of we've kind of done some head scratching when it comes to the decision in game decisions he's made he's made he's you could argue that he's costed us a, a couple games um early on um but at the same time in the last few games he's made some adjustments um that have been somewhat impressive um but like like we talked about there's He's, he was known coming in as a development coach and he doesn't, he hasn't really done a whole lot of that, at least from what we, we can see. Um, and so I can see him being out of here, but I don't think it will be midway through the season or anything. I think this season he's um, if this is his last season, he'll he'll see it all the way through. And then, um, cause the team is not ready to win yet. So mm-hmm. I don't know how much, I mean, yeah, coaching makes a difference, but until we have, I think, I think the coaching change will be more important when we have a team that's kind of more ready to win than
0: they are right now. I thought like doing Casey was always a fill the gap coach. Like you're going to hit the, I I remember the last year. I think his first year was the last year of Blake and all of them. It was the playoff year. Yeah.
1: Yep. That was the, that was his his last, I think that was his first year. Yeah.
0: So I always felt like from when Weaver came in, he was going to be the fill the gap coach. Even when they hired him, I'm like, this guy's never going to win anything. He couldn't do anything in Toronto. What makes you think he can do it here? So I think that you have to wait on the right guy. Firing him mid-season would annoy the living hell out of me. Dan Campbell, it's different. But with Dwayne Casey, I feel like you have to let him run the course. Just because it would be wrong to Ivy, Durin, and some of the other young players to have a whole systematic, potentially a systematic change midway through the season. And then you got to get a brand new coach in the offseason. So firing a midseason, in my opinion, you just let them finish it out. Whether they win 15 games, whether they win 35 games, you let them run the season out. Right. I think that's when you make your decision. There's nobody in the market that I look at right now and I'm like, that's the guy that should replace Dwayne Casey. There's really one guy on the market I like, but he's no better than Casey. That's Billy Donovan. Nobody else in the market is worth it, and I don't think Billy Donovan's anywhere right now, is he?
1: Right. That's 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 the other thing. There's no. The question is, who are you going to replace him with? That's always the question when you're talking about um, firing, you know, firing a coach. So, yeah, like wait it out. That's the answer. Out. Just just wait it out. Wait the season. Yep.
0: So, okay. We saw the boy on move this off season. He's obviously been a major part of winning two games for us this year. Yep. Do they win a game without him this year? I, Probably honestly- not.
1: Probably not. I mean, unless somebody, you know, <clears throat> comes in and and produces how he would have, which I don't see. I mean, he's he's a plug and play guy. Like all, all you need him to do is get open and shoot. That's pretty much. But he can also, I mean, we've seen a couple of plays where he can create his own um, offense somewhat, but um short answer, no, I don't I'm not too confident that we would have have two wins without him.
0: I agree with you. I think this team that was the move that I sit there and I'm like, if they did not get him, would they even have a win? And I think right now it's just and that, and that makes me believe they get another vet that's actually worth playing big minutes to. They could be a substantially better team next year, like a team that could take the Memphis leap that they did in year 2 of job type leap. And I don't think that's really like a crazy unrealistic take if they were to get I don't know, let's say they got Draymond Green. Your Hopefully defense. Not, but... I I
1: you don't want him? <laughs> I I mean <sighs> I feel like he's not a Troy Weaver guy. That's the only reason really? why I don't think he's going to be. I mean, I know he's from here. Obviously, I'm a huge Michigan State fan, and I love him. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like. I feel like he's just not the right answer for where we are right now. <laughs>
0: Really, that's a whole I, other
1: conversation. But yeah, I don't go go ahead with your go ahead with the the scenario. That you're... No,
0: I'm I'm actually because I, everybody I've seen the talk to I like likes the idea of Draymond because I think mean, Draymond makes you primarily better, makes you better makes makes you better in the in the paint. P- plus, at the same time, let's just say you make him your four, him and Dern running your front court could be really nice. Terms... I just
1: don't think we're where we're at in our our rebuild that he's. I don't think he would add much for where we're at right now. If we were, if we were ready to like, if we were ready to win, um, kind of like maybe where Cleveland is right now. And you add a guy like Draymond to the team. I mean, I think that could add more value than what he would add to this team right now.
0: Really? I think yeah. if you we were to do that and Cam Johnson and call it an off season, that's about $40 million for cap space, right? That's pretty much what you have left there. Um, and then you sit there, you figure and let's just say you you pawn off just a few assets that are left in there, just the trade-off guys who are on contracts, you know. I don't know who's left that's really on the books with any money attached to them. But with about 40 million dollars, I think you can realistically sign Cam Johnson and Draymond Green. I don't know. Do you like Cam Johnson?
1: I like Cam Johnson. He's he's solid.
0: I think um. The perimeter defense, you you need defense. and That's basically the moral of the story. Defensively, you're, you're a joke right now. The whole league mm. lights you up every night. So yeah. if you add the best defender in the league, out Draymond, I think you, he's just a winner everywhere he goes. He was a winner at Michigan State. He was a winner at Saginaw in high school. And he's a winner now up at – he's been a winner his whole NBA career. I feel like with just because he's been a winner everywhere he goes, if he were to come to Detroit, I don't think that would change. I think he'd make this team a winner, just off of his play style.
1: Yeah, no, I, 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 I mean, I'm definitely not doubting that he, um, he adds, he definitely adds, like with the Warriors, you can see definitely what he brings. I'm just worried about the extra, extra stuff like with our guys. In terms of locker room type stuff, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but at the same time, he's one of the most respected people in the league. Is he? You don't (laughs) think? You don't think so?
1: I mean, after there seemed to be a lot of people who were pretty upset with Draymond after he punched the living daylights out.
0: Okay, (laughs) but like, you can't tell me this doesn't happen everywhere. Let's be real. Jordan did it. Everybody's done it, but at the same time, no it gets picked up by camera, I feel like.
1: Yeah, I mean, who knows? It it could be happening everywhere. We don't know. <laughs>
0: we don't know. We don't know. I just feel like Hayes
1: might. Killing Kaylin Hayes could have could have punched Corey Joseph for taking his minutes. Who knows?
0: <laughs> nobody needs to punch Killian
1: Hayes.
0: <laughs> Sada babe already offered you. You saw that tweet?
1: <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> I did see that tweet, by the way.
0: That was fun. But, yeah,
1: no, I I, I I, see what you mean. I know what you mean with Draymond um, and what he would add. I, I can see that. I just don't know if we're at the point where he, it would really make enough, to, you know, make right. it enough the difference, you know what I mean? But, no,
0: I, I agree. So I want to move into tonight's game and just preview that with you. Pretty evenly matched game against OKC tonight. I think the game plan is how are we going to stop Shea Gilders-Alexander? Cause he's averaging over 30 points per game. So who's going to outscore each other biases aside, Cade or Shea tonight?
1: You know, Cade, he's had a couple off nights. So I think he's due for, he's at, we're at home. We seem to play a little better at home. So except for the other night when we played, got yeah, blown out. Um, but who who you play Friday? Whoever Milwaukee. played Friday. Milwaukee. Yeah. Milwaukee it was Milwaukee. Or no, Cleveland when we were at home. Right, it was Cleveland. It was Cleveland when we were at home. I was at that game, unfortunately. But yeah, I think he's due for a uh, a big game. Um, I can see him outscoring SGA. And and don't forget, it's it is OKC. So Killian, it's it's this is Killian's this is Killian's team to go off against. So be on the lookout for, for Killian to go <laughs> off. I'm not and I I say that halfway jokingly, but it seems like every time he's simply play OKC. He, uh, he goes off, but we'll see.
0: So I'm laughing because somebody actually you know, came up on my laptop like 10 minutes into the um the recording. One of the guys in our group, chat jokingly texted what pricked the killing a stat lines tonight. And he basically said he always plays well against OKC. So I'm going 10 4 4. Which That's it's it. funny. You that. <laughs> I think it's funny you mentioned that. I think that. He's going to shit the bed again tonight like he always does. And I, I I do think we win this game. But I think Kate comes out there tonight, like you said. And I think he's going to light it up. I think this is a game where you're hearing Shea Gildress Alexander, young star, Kate Cunningham, young star in the makings. This is a game that I feel like where you got both teams in the same spot of their rebuilds. Both are pretty much in year three of their plan. Next year should be a year that both teams should be playing for a play-in, realistically, because they get Chet back next year, so Chet should make them mm-hmm. substantially better. They'll True. be playing for a high pick. This is a game that I think we're going to look back on if we win tonight at the end of the year and be like, that was a good game, that was a good-ass win that we pulled off. I think that Kate will be the reason we win tonight. It won't be mm-hmm. anybody else. If Kate has a game, they will not win. Because this is a team just as bad as them. Pokey's out for them, and I yep. saw, him. so that should help us. Duran's back tonight. Hopefully he plays again, like he like picks off from where he left off before yep. the injury. So we'll we'll see. I think there's a lot of positives going into tonight. This isn't a game that you just have to you know write in the calendar out and just scratch it off as an out. Right. This is the first game in weeks that we had that's on our calendar that you can't just say L. Before the game, so tonight, win this game. I think this is a game that I actually want to see us win mm-hmm. and not lose closely because this right. is a team right there where you're at in the same yep. spot, and this is a team you can compare yourself with.
1: Definitely. So, I agree.
0: I think they win tonight. I think they get back on track, and then they move into a tough stretch in the next couple. Oh of yeah,
1: games. so yeah, they'll they'll move right back into the. It doesn't stop until I know the second know. half is second half. Of the season's better, but it's it's not going to stop. So. I don't know, maybe maybe this first half will prime him for the second half. That's why I say, you know, see see how this first half of the season goes, and 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 then, or see how the yeah see how the second half of the season goes before making any sort of judgment. But yeah, I think it'll be a good game. The last time these two, the last time Cade and SGA played, I think they almost, but they both almost had thirty plus points. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think it will be. I think it would be a good game for sure.
0: Are you going tonight? Just curious. You're always there.
1: I'm not. I'm, I, I seem to be always there. No, I'm not going tonight. Um, I'll be there Saturday against uh, oh. Celtics. So.
0: Oh, I might be there too. Oh, well. <laughs> Maybe we'll link off. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we were I'm thinking looking- about buying tickets this weekend. Um, I'm just I I think you're right. You, you got to wait. But at the same time, I do want to see steady improvement. And that's just
1: something. Of course, that- definitely. No and, doubt. and that's something
0: I just haven't seen yet. And that's where I'm getting a little frustrated. Look, I they'll be fine. And I, I think anybody who's going to sit there and say, Troy Weaver should be fired, Ivy sucks, Blankin' City's you know, garbage. Anybody that's saying that stuff right now, the only thing that I can say that I can sit there and be like, okay, I'll, all the unrealistic fans, and, and you and I are on Twitter. So you, we see it. They're in your replies. They're not in my replies. So, you know, for me, anybody is tweeting this nonsense, it's like, you got to take a step back and lower your expectations. Cause if you understood basketball in the preseason, you would sit there and say, okay, this team's 30 wins. 30, 33 was my take because when they got boy on, I pushed them to 33. I don't think right. that's going to happen now, nope. but you know, 27, 29 range I will take gladly. And I think, OKC okay, tonight is a game that needs to count towards your 27, the 29 to end the season. And For I sure. think that, the people are sitting there saying fire blank, fire blank, do this, do that. You know, come on. It's
1: What's... easy to, it's easy to overreact. Um, it is right I think we, we, we've been so, it's been so long since we've had a good team. I, I I get it. Sometimes, you know, certain, certain games, I'll overreact. I come back down to earth um, and realize that this is not, you know, this was not a season where we're going to start winning. So it's a, it's another development year. And it's easy to forget because we have all these, potential superstars and and whatnot we just want to see them do well and see them play well and win but you know patience is cliche but we gotta have it
0: and and that's what i think a casual fan who doesn't really watch basketball doesn't understand and i get it like for me with the lions i've reached the point where it's like fuck the patience. and i think a lot of people (laughs) reach that point but for me with the pistons it's like You know what? This is the first time they've actually shown a direction because, you know, our entire lives, you're, you're in, you're in grad school. I'm a senior here at Michigan state. So our entire lives, you might remember some of the more than me, some of those glory years, but at least from what I can remember my entire life from when I started really watching the Pistons for real was Allen Iverson. Cause he was my favorite player in the NBA when they got him. And that's all like, that's all I can remember is Allen Iverson until now. So to watch a team for 10 plus years play for an eight seed and then finally say, okay, we're going to tear this entire thing down and we're going to rebuild. For me, I'd way rather be patient through that process than sit there and saying, why do we get like Griffin? Why do we sign Charlie Villanueva? Why do we do this? I mean, at least right now for me, and I still think Weaver's kind of in his honeymoon phase where you can lose games right now and people are happy. But next year, the honeymoon phase is over next year for a yep, If he's not over. winning games next year people are gonna be pissed yep the I think is- this
1: is this is the last development year that we should be having Correct. Um, in my opinion uh we definitely should be winning more games we should be winning 30 at least 30 plus I mean this 35 35 games plus for sure like no doubt
0: oh yeah I mean next year I every year I want to see a five win improvement.
1: Five win improvement. That's that's kind of what I was. Yeah.
0: Five win improvement next year is that unrealistic? Probably not. But if they're at twenty seven, I do want to see thirty five as a minimum. Yeah. Right. Um. Which isn't five, obviously. But if they can get thirty five, yeah, that that's a yeah. number I agree with you on. But I do want to see what they do this offseason because Weaver's a madman and he's not afraid to tear things apart. If he needs he's to not.
1: Stuff. He's not. He's. You know, I can see something crazy happening if if things continue to go. The way that they're not expected to go um changes will be made um i heard through i don't know somebody posted that they on twitter that they heard from a friend through another friend of theirs that casey is going to be gone after this season or casey's gonna be gone midway through the season or at some point during the season i saw i saw that i I mean you can't really take anything from it but i thought it was interesting (laughs) just to even just read
0: I think people um, just talk out of their ass, though. Of course. I mean, yeah. You can say whatever you want on that app. Yeah. The only people I really... There's a few people I will trust as sources. I think Koo is one of the guys. If he were to leak something, I'd be like, okay, that's pretty true. Any of the big websites, newspapers, whatever, the reporters. But I had mean, a casual fan on Twitter tweeting that. I was sitting there like, you like, What?
1: Like, like again i thought it was interesting i like, you can't you can't you can't take anything from from no, it <laughs> i agree
0: no like you said you but can't I didn't
1: even i didn't even like think of the because the, i've always just thought you know he, he he's gonna be gone after the season if at all i'd never even like the words casey fired midway through the season never even crossed my mind so i just thought it was interesting reading it that's that's all
0: no i agree no i i thought it was funny that you mentioned that all right, i guess we're on the same exact twitter because we see the same tweets every day but um, I want to thank you for coming on. You did an awesome job today. So thanks again for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me, man. Uh, it was good talking basketball with you, man.
0: It was awesome. Um, I'll be back Wednesday, Pistons talk, and then we'll move in. We'll just recap the Lions briefly. Good win. Nothing really else to take from it. I think we all know what the Lions are and what they're going to be. <laughs> Look, I, I literally, like you're going to laugh. I literally have people texting me oh well you know the, the lions are gonna figure it out man like you trust me you you're just sitting here and you're gonna buy it. you're all out on this i mean oh holmes is so good and i'm like weren't you guys just the same people calling for his job holmes's job before the green bay game last week like make up your minds people
1: i think yeah and uh, yeah this is a whole other topic but yeah with the lions i mean it's it's easy to be Polarized, like you can like as a Lions fan, you can literally go crazy being a Lions fan. So I'm, I'm not going to even blame them for having <laughs> the polar opposite feelings from one game to the next. Because as a Lions fan, you know, it's it's frustrating, but uh
0: we're losers. We're yeah, a loser we're, franchise. It,
1: it's 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 never ending.
0: No. Well,
1: I'm not going to.
0: Lions talk Wednesday, Michigan State, Michigan recaps coming up Wednesday as well. Thanks again for coming on. Sorry I cut you off. I got it. I have work in like 10 minutes so Oh, you're good, <laughs> Thanks for coming on again,